that I know, uh, that my wallet was better under Donald Trump. I know that we were energy dependent. Uh, America was better. Donald Trump has unfinished business. Uh, America has unfinished business. It's time uh, for America to see and have that comeback that we all deserve. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back, folks. This is the BCP podcast, the open source news edition. I am your host. My name is James, a.k.a. BCP, Black Assertive Patriot, thus the name the BCP podcast. I'm sure that makes sense to you. Folks, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We're bringing you the news every single day, real news, generally twice a day. Now, the first person I played at the very beginning of this episode is Republican political strategist Brett Powell, who was on OAN talking about Nikki Haley. But I just love that part of what she said where she talks about President Trump has unfinished business, the American people have unfinished business, and we want to finish this business with President Trump. If you're not aware, this is a Trump train channel. That is why I have created the hashtag BCP Today. BCP Today. So you can easily find our latest episodes here uh, on the interwebs. If you go into YouTube, just In the search box, put in BCP Today, and the most recent episode should pop up. We're a Trump train channel, so they're not going to offer you our offerings. You'll have to look for it, many of you. Okay, folks, well, it's not just the strategist over here, Ms. Brett Powell, that says that President Trump is the man for 2024, as we have Nikki Haley being the first person to throw her... uh, name in the hat. She's doing it for herself. She doesn't have a chance uh, of winning. She's not bringing anything new to the table. She's not dynamic, but I'm sure she'll make a lot of money and notoriety and probably be able to write a book and do other things as well. Plus, she's getting more than her 15 minutes of fame. This kind of stuff is addictive to these people, folks. They're, you know, She was a governor. She was UN ambassador. They like to be in the limelight, and it's tough when you're in the limelight and all of a sudden you're not, from what I understand. When I am done with this, folks, uh, just letting you know, I've got several years to go. I'm in my 40s and you, you, you retire, you die. If you ever stop working, you die. I learned it from my grandfather, was an auditor for the union, did really well, uh, working really hard, had a nice retirement and then he did nothing and he died from some stupid little infection. I'm still sore about it. Um, but he did nothing. He retired and healthy, you know, fairly healthy, a little overweight like myself, but going out and doing things and just being active and then... You stop working, you die. But when I do stop being in the limelight, I'm going to stop being in the limelight. Enjoy my grandkids that are yet to come and and what have you. But anyway, this show is not about me. It's about our nation. And we want President Trump 
to come back. We need him to come back. He should have been there in the first place. That's all I'll say about that. But what I'm saying is Nikki Haley's and what other and, and other people that are jump in aren't going to be able to do it. And Harriet ha- um, Hageman, who now has the Congress seat that belonged previously to Liz Cheney, knows this. Representative Harriet Hageman is endorsing former President Donald Trump in his bid to return to the White House in 2024. Hageman, who who defeated the anti-Trump former Representative Liz Cheney in the congressional primary in Wyoming Wyoming last year with Trump's support, issued a statement which he provided formally endorsing Trump and his campaign for the White House. Quote, President Trump stood with me for my election in 2022, and I am proud to stand with him in 2024. You know Trump likes loyalty, right? And unlike Nikki Haley, oh, I'm not going to run if President Trump runs. Harriet is, uh, Miss Harriet there is being very vocal in her support for President Trump. In her endorsement, she believes that Trump was one of the best presidents the United States has seen in her lifetime. The best president I have seen in my lifetime. Now, she may be older than me, but I look at the analytics. The audience of this show skews older. 40 plus, 35 plus, a huge amount of you are a lot older than I am. And many of you have said the same thing. Best president in your lifetime. I believe that Donald Trump was one of the best presidents of my lifetime. His policies were great for Wyoming and the country as a whole. He understood that we must promote and support our domestic energy industries, allow states to responsibly develop their own natural resources, enforce immigration laws, and protect our southern border, and lead the country with strength so that our allies respect us while our enemies fear us. So, President Trump getting vocal support. That's important. Now, yes, this is a random story that I'm showing to you folks. Just to break up the little monotony here before we get to some serious, serious news that is affecting the nation uh, and us. Now, they're trying to kill us, folks. They're trying to poison us and hide. Crazy stuff. So let me break up this uh, with this story. I don't know. I just feel like I want to share this one. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Woman kills apparent Cadillac converter thief by backing her SUV over the man in Palmdale, California. A man accused of trying to steal a catalytic converter in Palmdale was killed Tuesday when he was run over by the woman whose vehicle he was trying to steal from. It happened just before 6 p.m. in a store parking lot located um, there in Palmdale. Officials said the woman was asleep inside her Ford Excursion when a car with four people inside pulled up next to it. That's when the, when the grand theft suspects got out of the car and began sawing off the catalytic converter of the Excursion. The woman inside the excursion was woken by the noise, and that's when she turned on her car, put it in reverse, and felt a bump like she ran something over. She immediately stopped the car, um, saw that it was a thief, called 911, and he was taken to a local hospital where he died. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Maybe I can just relate to this story, and I just wanted to share it with you, because I too have a Ford excursion, what, 23-year-old car now, with a 6-inch lift and big mug tires. But folks, we don't have to worry about the thieves underneath our cars as much as we have to worry about the thieves at the top of government. And their continuing funding of wars and our own destruction. And then when we want to redress them or their grievances by things that they've caused, 
they don't respond to us. And we're going to see that. They're poisoning us and running. And they're also bankrupting us. Here's the budget and economic outlook from the Congressional Budget Office for the next 10 years. The U.S. is on a path to nearly double federal debt over the next decade. The nonpartisan office updated its budget and economic outlook for the decade ahead, projecting that the federal deficit will average around $2 trillion each year over the next 10 years. By 2033, the total debt of the federal government held by the public will rise by $22.1 trillion from $24.3 trillion to $46.4. Wow. It's going to double in the next 10 years. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. They'll just keep sending money to other countries while they poison us and run. By the way, the uh, the numbers uh, came out here. The producer price index, now we know the consumer price index, the CPI, that is how much we pay for things as consumers of goods and services in the economy. Think of us as the retail customer. Then there's the PPI, that's the producer price index. That is how much the cost of goods sold, the the input into the widgets or whatever is built. They're building uh, wood sheds for you to buy at a local hardware store and put in the back of, uh, of your house, well, what are the costs associated with the company building that shed? The wood, the plastic, the nails, the labor, all that stuff. That's all the stuff that goes into it. That, has, that rose 0.7% in just January alone. And I don't know why this is always the case. Oh, probably because they want the numbers to look better. But surprise, surprise, the increase was more than they expected. They only expected 0.4%, ooh, an estimate. Now I have a degree in economics and I can tell you with surety that these economists and forecasters and analysts are often wrong and on purpose because they work for the government and they try to hide how bad things are by underestimating and then surprise, surprise, they get it wrong every single damn month. The whole thing is a farce, an absolute farce. All right, folks, let's get to the poisoning and running away from responsibility. That's what I want to talk about this episode. We'll get into what's happening on the West Coast here in a second, but we need to go back to what's going on in Ohio, including a hero, a hero senator who has emerged. But let's go back. Yesterday, I reported, may have been the day before yesterday, that Pete Buttigieg is blaming President Trump for the Ohio train derailment, Okay. And he was saying it has to do with all these rules and laws and what have you. But man, boy, are we getting a funny fact check. A funny fact check coming from a fellow person in this administration. But let me back up a second. This comes from Secretary Pete Buttigieg, Mr. AWOL, nowhere to be seen. And he tweeted this out three days ago. In which this is where the blaming of President Trump came from. 
For example, we recently proposed a rule that would require a minimum of two-person train crew for safety reasons. FRA is currently reviewing the over 10,000 comments we received on the rule and is working towards a final version of the rule. We're constrained by law on some areas of rail regulations, like the breaking rule withdrawn by the Trump administration in 2018 because of a law passed by Congress in 2015, but we're using the powers we do have to keep people safe. <laughs> See, opposite of keeping people safe. Now, in my initial analysis of this, we took Pete Buttigieg's word for this, that there was a rule in 2018, but it was based on a law passed by Congress in 2015 prior to when President Trump was even in office. So it was a non-issue. It was passing the buck. It was a lie. We fact-checked it, uh, and that is still accurate. But now we have even more information. And it's not just uh, Pete Buttigieg who's blaming Trump. Everyone's jumping on this. Everyone on the, on, the, on the mainstream left trying to, in a pitiful fashion, shill for and cover for the regime of the former vice president. We even have the independent saying, oh, uh, writing, Ohio train derailment live. Trump's silent on disasters at the lawmakers' descend into blame game. And of course, you know, the blame game, they're trying to excuse Pete Buttigieg and the current administration. Norfolk Southern has a checkered pass of deadly accidents and silencing whistleblowers long before the Ohio derailment. Could be the case. Doesn't mean that the people currently in charge aren't responsible. Now, if you go over to the National Transportation Safety Board and look at their organizational chart, you'll see that uh, here you have the chair and everyone seems to come back. You have the chair, you have the vice chairs and board members, but everyone reports to the chair. The chair knows what's going on, right? Look at this organizational chart. So it'd be interesting to see what someone says who is the chair. Well, if we go over to Jennifer Hamandy, personal account, chair of said NTSB, and this is what she tweeted out about the Ohio FUBAR situation with the derailment. She did this whole thread on the East Palestine derailment. But this, you know, saying things like, uh, first a message to the, com- to the community, then a plea to those spreading disinformation. Oh, the government always cares about misinformation and disinformation, especially when their crimes are being exposed. But I, we're not going to go there. We're going to see what she had to say. And I'm, I'm going to give you the punchline right now. She decimated the pass-the-buck attempt by Pete Buttigieg to blame all of this on Trump. Some are saying the ECP, Electronically Controlled Pneumatic Brakes Rule, if implemented, would have prevented this derailment. False! Here's why. The ECP braking rule would have applied only to high-hazard flammable trains. The train that derailed in East Palestine was a mixed-freight train containing only three placarded Class 3 flammable liquids cars. This means even if the rule had gone into effect, this train wouldn't have had ECP brakes. So Pete Buttigieg tries to blame President Trump and his administration, and he gets uh, he, he gets braked. He gets break checked by someone in the current administration, the chair of the National Transportation Safety Board. Isn't that interesting? 
Okay, folks, people have been wanting in Ohio for the government to respond. But no, their job is to poison and flee, poison and hide, run and hide after committing the crime. The EPA chief, this is, uh, what's his name, Michael Regan, was at the, at the derailment site with the ridiculous, ridiculous suggestion to the people that they just trust the government. Just trust the government. Just trust the government. Of course, those of, the, those of us who know, know that the scariest words you can ever hear are, we're the government and we're here to help. The head of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency got a first-hand look yesterday at the toll left by a freight train derailment in Ohio. Yesterday was the 16th, so that had been 13 days after it happened. This is where toxic chemicals spilled or were burned off, leaving the stench of fresh paint nearly two weeks later. Yeah, the stench of fresh paint, I don't know, fresh paint, depending on what kind of paint, is very strong. It is a stench because it is, it is a nuisance. But it doesn't necessarily is a stench like it smells bad, depending on the paint and how your proximity or how locked in you are in the ventilation of that. From what I understand, this is a very nasty, putrid smell. Um, not that fresh paint is bad, but you see how AP is trying to uh, paint over this with a stroke of trying to play it, trying to downplay it. Forgive me, folks, it's Friday and I was trying to make a connection there between my uh, adjectives and the subject at hand. But I digress. EPA administ uh, Administrator Michael Regan, who walked along a creek that still reeks of chemicals, sought to reassure skeptical residents that the water is fit for drinking and the air safe to breathe around East Palestine, where just under 5,000 people li live near the Pennsylvania state line. I'm asking they trust the government. I know that's hard. We know there's a lack of trust. We're testing for everything that was on that train. But here's the problem. Since the derailment, residents have complained about headaches and irritated eyes, finding their cars and lawns covered in soot. The hazardous chemicals that spilled from the train killed thousands of fish. And residents have talked about finding dying or sick pets and wildlife. I showed you yesterday a clip of one of our sisters over there in Ohio whose chickens died and she is not going to rest she is going out there to fight this and find out what's going on. But she's not the only one with sick or dead pets, wildlife, and poison water. I have three grandbabies, said Kathy, said Kathy D, who came with hundreds of her to hundreds of her neighbors to a public meeting where representatives of railroad operator Norfolk Southern were conspicuously absent. Are they growing up here in five years and have cancer? Okay, folks, let me just back up a second to any of my people in, in this vicinity. I know it's going to be hard to hear what I'm about to tell you. And I say this because I love you. I cherish you as my fellow countrymen. I love you as a fellow brother and sister. As we are all children of a loving father in heaven. The same father who gave us Jesus to show us the way and die for us sins so that through his grace we can be saved. I say this with every fiber of my being. If you live in the area, it's going to be inconvenient. It's going to be tough. But get the hell out. Doesn't matter what the government tells you. It's going to be a lie or it's going to be worse 
than anything they'll admit to. Ask the people in Flint, Michigan and other places that have dealt with these disasters. And if you don't believe in the collusion of these companies and the government to hide things, uh, you may want to revisit, if you haven't already seen the movie, Erin Brockovich or read her story and what she went through, what happened here in California with PG&E and all of that stuff. They are not going to admit and the government's going to cover it for them if this is, in fact, what we're told it is, some sort of accident. Oh, am I intimating that perhaps it might be something else? Oh, I don't know. We blew up the Nord Stream. Is it impossible to think that now we're having possible retaliatory attacks against our infrastructure? I don't know. I'll let other people talk about that. But let's just say that uh, when I'm off camera, I have my tinfoil hat on and I have it cinched quite tightly around my chin. People have been unnerved. They've been asked to leave their homes. Um, And what are people going through? Headaches. Smells. Nausea. So my, my folks in this area, if you can just, I know it's easier said than done. You have homes, mortgages, life, family. But wouldn't you rather move, get out of the area, and live to tell the tale than die of cancer or grow a tale? I don't know, folks. Once again, easier said than done. I understand. I understand. Because they're already lying to us and lying to you. But one person who has emerged as a hero senator of his people, I don't know about a hero, maybe that's a little bit hyperbole on my part. Sorry if I'm a little hyperbolic. But one man who, backed by Trump, written off and hated uh, by the left, is coming out with the truth. And this is Ohio Senator J.D. Vance. And this is what he showed us. A picture's worth a thousand words. Check out this video, which is worth what? Thousands? Watch this. Hey guys, so I'm here at Leslie Run and there's dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can, you, show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're gonna be able to see this in the camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. We've got to keep applying pressure. That's how we're going to fix this problem. Thank you. Dead worms, dead fish. And you saw that he scraped the bottom of there and all that came up. It was like, you know, oil and water, the separation, the ooze. But that's okay, folks. That's okay. Remember, your job is to trust the government. Trust the government. They won't lie to you. Thank you, Senator Vance, for giving us that visual. And then I I love this one uh, from Nick Sorter. Who's Nick Sorter? Let's see. Uh, He's a journalist. I found this to be very interesting. After 13 days, Biden's EPA admin finally showed up in East Palestine. I thought he'd need something to drink after walking so much, so I generously offered him a glass of tap water. He declined. Don't know if that uh, anecdote is true or not, but I think we all get the point. 
Remember when Obama uh, went to Flint and, and drank the water? You know how many black supporters he lost and that like people who were like diehard Obama could do no wrong and then they saw that and they just saw, wow, they really hate us. They really hate us and they want us dead. It's a sobering thought, folks. It's a sobering thought. Not conspiracy craziness, folks. Just looking at what's going on. At the very least, you have to admit, if you're not on the uh, the tinfoil train like I am, you have to admit at least that their apathy is off the charts. And guess what? No disaster relief for Ohio from FEMA. The White House explained why it turned down Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's request for disaster relief this week in the aftermath of a derailment of train hauling toxic chemicals. A Biden administration official told Fox News that it has provided extensive assistance to surrounding communities following the chemical release earlier this month. However, the official said FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency that usually provides relief to communities hit by hurricanes and other natural disasters, isn't best suited to support the state's current needs. Come on, Ohio. You don't get help from the government. You're on your own. I, I, I hope it's a wake-up call a lot of people. When emergency strikes, do not think the government's going to be there to help you. Assuming they didn't cause the problem in the first place, don't assume that they're going to care and be there to help you. Ohio would be best served if they changed their state name to Ukraine. Then they might get some help. The Biden administration is mobilizing a robust, multi-agency effort to support the people of East Palestine. The EPA has had personnel on the ground since February 3rd and is coordinating with the emergency operations centers closely uh, with the Ohio Emergency Management Agency. But what East Palestine needs is much more expansive than what FEMA can provide. FEMA is on the front lines when there's a hurricane or tornado. This situation is different. So supposedly, you're supposed to put your faith in the EPA, the CDC, the Department of Transportation, and Health and Human Services, but not the agency set up to manage emergencies. Folks, we have another show. We have another show. Not on here, not on, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. It's called BCP Unfiltered. Do me a favor. Go over to therealbcp.com. Just go over to therealbcp.com. Just head on over there. Join our community for free. And check out episode 194. Go ahead and just check out 194. If you like what you see there and you want more of that type of reporting, then... Consider supporting our efforts over there. Over at therealbcp.com, we have both exclusive and non-exclusive content. So you can join the community for free and you can see things that are freely available, interact with me and other patriots. And if you want to get the exclusive content, you can do that as well. Now, folks, on March 1st will be season three of our show. And I'm less than 300 members of our community over at therealbcp.com. I'm 
less than 300 shy of having 30,000 members of the community. That's people who both support uh, and subscribe to the exclusive content and people who are there for free. However you want to join, please help us hit that 30,000 by March 1st. Just head over to therealbcp.com and it'll all make sense. Join for free. And if you like the content, great. You can support us. If not, be there for our freely available content. But help us reach 30,000 by March 1st. We're less than 300 away. Uh, you can also catch the show at bcpextras.com and on Spotify and on all major podcast platforms. So when you head over there, uh, this is what you'll see for episode 194. Stories, uh, for those of you that watch the show exclusively on, on YouTube, these are stories and analysis that I want to give you a full analysis of and it's not appropriate to do that on this particular YouTube platform. So go over there and check it out. Okay, folks. No money, no help for our Ohio brothers and sisters, but plenty of help for Ukraine. This, yesterday, is despicable Mitch McConnell trying to sell to America why we have to continue sending our hard-earned money overseas to fight this proxy war with Russia. We're listening to the Ukrainians saying they don't have enough ammo. And even our Defense Department is saying we might have to figure out a way to get more funding so that we have enough ammo for ourselves and to give to allies like Ukraine. Just in case you weren't aware that Fox News is establishment propaganda. Allies like Ukraine, how is Ukraine our ally? How do they benefit us? I know how they benefit the Washington DC elites. I know how they benefit the Biden family, but how do they benefit America as an ally? Oh yeah, that's right. They are not a member of NATO. I forgot, but that's okay. We're still financially responsible for them, even though FEMA can't help my brothers and sisters out in Ohio or won't, I should say, not can't, but won't. What is Biden's responsibility in trying to make sure that people in America whose support for Ukraine is softening will want to continue to try to help them? Well, I'm going to try to help explain to the American people that defeating the Russians in Ukraine is the single most important event going on in the world right now. Now, I had play, I played, or I had read you yesterday that quote, but it's powerful hearing it for yourself. Seeing the shilling for the warmongers and the military-industrial military complex by Mitch McConnell. This is why we need term limits. Only in politics does a man like this wield this much power, one person willing this much power to shape the policies. A man who is not does not have our best interests at heart. And he comes from a state that you think would be more aligned with what our, my heartland brothers and sisters want. But so be it. But he doubled down on this. Now, he was in Munich for a conference, and this is what we have today. My party's leaders are overwhelmingly support a strong, involved America and a robust transatlantic alliance. Don't look at Twitter. Look at people in power. Look at me and Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Republican leaders are committed to helping Ukraine. Yes, we know. 
Republicans are committed to Ukraine more than to our own nation or to stopping the craziness of the domestic policy and international policies of one geriatric Joe Biden. And this is what, uh, that's what Mitch McConnell said today addressing a Munich security conference on NATO and support for Ukraine. Now, what's interesting, as the article here at the Gateway Pundit points out, McCarthy has actually said that there would be no blank check for Ukraine in the Republican-led House of Representatives. And one MAGA America First Republican in the House can call him the task if he goes back on that. Going a little bit further, uh, Republican leaders are committed to a strong transatlantic alliance. We are committed to helping Ukraine, not because of, this is going back to Mitch McConnell, not because of vague moral arguments or abstractions like the so-called rules-based international order, but rather because America's own core national interests are at stake, because our security is interlinked and our economies are intertwined. Why and how are, are, do we, we can gut ourselves from Ukraine. They're not a must be intertwined with. This is a lie. This is globalism coming from the supposed leader of the Republican Party. Craziness. And here we go, folks. A couple days ago, there was a hazardous spill in Arizona, and it closed down an interstate and forced an evacuation. Now, folks, we have this something similar happening in Arizona that we have in Ohio. Is this a dink? I don't know. I'll leave it up to you to decide. But here we go. We have the same thing happening. Those in charge, those who are supposedly elected to represent us, not representing our interests. So this bill happened. It shut down uh, the I-10 in Arizona, outside or in the Tucson area. And then we have this from the Senate Republicans. This was uh, tweeted out yesterday. For immediate re- uh, release, an Arizona senator calls on Governor Hobbs to issue an immediate state of emergency to address the I-10 hazardous chemical spill. But what's this all about? Well, here's what's happening. Local authorities closed traffic in both directions and issued shelter-in-place orders for residents within a three-mile radius. Those who were within a half-mile vicinity of the crash were evacuated. The Department of Public Safety ordered residents and motorists to shut off heat and air conditioning systems, that way they don't pull in the outside air, to prevent fumes from making people sick. Now, we're told that the chemical was nitric acid. But here's as of yesterday, Thursday. I'm hearing from constituents in the area who are currently experiencing respiratory issues, including coughing, wheezing, and difficulty breathing. How on earth do we know that the air quality is currently safe for our residents? Where is Governor Hobbs on this crisis? She's in the same place she was when she was campaigning. Same place that Joe Biden is. Basement hiding and not leading from up front. They think that because Democrat math got them into their current positions while they did nothing in their own campaigning and hit. Think about this woman hit from the press while she was running. Wouldn't debate Carrie Lake. And she won Arizona. And she's AWOL with a huge mess happening here. That's what I'm talking about. They poison and then they run. 
So nitric acid is known to be corrosive and irritate the skin, eyes, and mucous membrane if you're exposed to it. So the Arizona Senator's legislature is asking for medical resources and quality experts deployed right away. But uh, Katie Hobbs has been absolutely silent and AWOL on this whole thing. That's what they, they do. That is how they operate. And now the interstate is reopened, but people are still suffering and getting no help, redress, or assistance from the local government there in Arizona. Once again, folks, let this be a cautionary tale because things greater, mightier, and worse will and may happen. You notice I did that will and or may happen? I know it's contradictory, but you know what I mean. Do not trust the government to save you. If you want to see what a food bar situation looks like where the government's supposed to help help you, just go back to uh, Hurricane Katrina. Oh, you live in an affluent, upscale neighborhood? Well, you might have little resources from you locally, but the government won't care about you either unless you're in D.C. A D.C. elite, not a regular D.C. citizen. Speaking of D.C., let me just end with this ridiculous update to the senator from Pennsylvania. Another person who has been the beneficiary of the largesse granted by Democrat math in campaigning. We have an update to John Fetterman, the senator from the neighboring state. He should be fighting along. Imagine if Dr. Oz were the senator. And this this thing going on in Ohio with the Ohio-Pennsylvania line affecting Pennsylvania as well. Dr. Oz, a doctor, would have a lot to say. He'd be a lot more fighting probably with J.D. Vance on this, I would think. I guess you folks in Pennsylvania missed out getting stroke Antifa living off his parents, even as a married man with kids, John Fetterman. I guess that's what you folks voted for in Pennsylvania. Man, because J.D. Vance wouldn't be alone in state representative and state representation fighting against this, uh, this derailment and the truth of what's going on behind there. For those of you that don't care, you can now check out. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. And share this, folks. And subscribe if you're not a subscriber. And check out our other shows, The BCB Report, you can check out BCB Unfiltered and also our sister YouTube channel. Uh, excuse me, the BCP Report, our sister YouTube channel, even I get confused, uh, and the real BCP for BCP Unfiltered. Here's the latest on John Betterman. Another major story we're following, new health concerns for Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. He's now checked himself into Walter Reed National Medical Center to receive treatment for clinical depression. It comes just weeks after the senator was hospitalized after feeling lightheaded and in the wake of a life-threatening stroke last year. Oh, by the way, for those of you in Pennsylvania who love your new junior senator and can't wait for him to get back in D.C. and fight for you, you're going to be waiting a while. When a senior aide tells NBC News that what the senator is dealing with now is much different than the aftermath of his stroke from last spring and that he will likely remain in inpatient care for a few weeks. Dealing with clinical depression for a few weeks, not to mention that he had some other medical issue a few weeks ago in which he's hearing 
peanut voices in his hair. Wah, 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 wah. Plus dealing with a stroke from last year. Pennsylvania, you guys are great. You guys are, I mean, technically Philly should probably still be the uh, nation's capital, but we can talk about that some other time. You don't, you only need one senator. You don't need to have two. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's what you voted for, to have a guy that has to deal with clinical depression when he should be serving the people. Depression is real, folks. I think we all have people that we know in our own families that have clinical depression, have dealt with clinical depression, or people in our extended family or friends, family, uh, neighbors. Okay, not making light of clinical depression. But we don't need someone who doesn't have their own act together should be governing and acting on behalf of constituents. Really should get your house in order physically, mentally, and emotionally before you can physically, emotionally, and mentally lead others. That's generally in how it used to work. Oh, oh, but I forgot the bar has been lowered. We need leaders who have the same weaknesses that we're all going through. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman taking a temporary step back this morning after revealing a struggle familiar to millions of Americans. Yes, it's a struggle that millions of Americans deal with. So we should just not worry about the fact that Pennsylvania is now down one senator of two because he's got to deal with the same thing that millions of people do as well. Yeah, millions of people have to deal with bankruptcy, mental illness, uh, drug addiction, uh, other issues, which means that they're not unfit to lead people. And John Fetterman has now demonstrated that he is in that category. What a wacky world. What a wacky U.S. They're poisoning us and hiding. And then we got people in all levels of government who don't even have the mental acuity to be able to do the job with which they have been entrusted. More wackiness will be broken down for you throughout the weekend. Make sure that you are liking, sharing, and subscribing if you're on YouTube and that you're following if you're on other platforms and the links to everything, no matter what platform you are, how to find me on social media and how to access our other show are down below. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Thanks for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on any real news.